we are not equally applying our values to all the people in no. the country. And uh-uh. if we did, we would win. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Just hit it, because this is off the cuff now on the tweets here. Uh, so I'll start over again. That yeah. During an Arizona campaign rally on Monday, President Trump told supporters that he could theoretically fundraise more than his Democratic rival, Joe Biden, by calling Wall Street firms and the heads of major energy companies. Oh, my gosh. Then the president described a scenario of how a call would unfold with the head of Exxon. Exxon responded. They responded. So, okay, first of all, <laughs> this isn't on our sheet. So this is no. bonus. This yeah. is bonus. Yeah. So first of all, He's always worried about like its size. It's always oh, about always. size. Yeah. So, so Biden yep. is creaming him on yep. the fundraising. Yep. Oh, if I want, if I want it, if there I was, wanted to, know, then I would. You know, there was always a kid in in school who was always like this. Yes. Like if I wanted to do this, if yeah. I wanted to run faster than you, yes. I could. If uh-huh. I wanted to, I could hit the ball all the way over there. Yeah. If I wanted to, yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Just and that's crap. totally him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's doing that, and then. Exxon Mobil responded saying, quote, we are aware of the president's statement regarding a hypothetical call with our CEO. And just so we're all clear, it never happened. <laughs> That's gold. Wow. That is golden. Oh. Where they would feel compelled. Yeah. To call just out. Just in case anybody had an inkling that yeah. this maybe could have possibly happened or would ever happen in the no. future. We, ExxonMobil, an extraordinarily historically left-leaning, crazy leftist organization, yeah, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. We're not giving you any money. Anyway. He's so hey, full of it. Hey, let's start the show. <laughs> Mike, get off Twitter. He's so full of it. I'm going to get Just off Twitter now because Twitter is horrible. Good. Cesspool. Hmm. You is can it? find some fun stuff on there, though. That's what people keep telling me. That's yeah. not what I find. Well, follow different things. Mm, then that's After a, the election. After yeah. the election. Okay. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Hi. All right. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I, I... What the heck? Did I put anything down? Nope. Not on my notes, but I thought maybe you had some notes. <laughs> what did I do with it? There was I That was know. my what the heck. I'm going with my Twitter. <laughs> I swear that I put what one in there heck? and it got deleted by the Googles <laughs> on the Goog Docs. Um, so that was my what the heck. Okay. What the heck, President what Trump? What the heck, President Trump? <laughs> <laughs> This is a well-oiled nice cover. machine. Nice cover. Yeah. 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 We totally oh, bought it. Oh, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> I could probably come up with one by the time it... Let's, let me, I'll could. pull up Twitter while you start no, talking. No, no. Okay. Um, so this just kind of... Anyway. It's <laughs> just what in the world? A New York State acting Supreme Court justice, his name is Mark Grisanti, Grisanti, anyway, um, was caught on police cameras shouting at officers and he shoved one. The headline here made sure to point out that the judge was shirtless while doing this. So, like, nice. Yeah, I mean, here's your Supreme Court justice, you know, without a shirt on, well, shoving, he's a, an shoving acting, a cop. Acting Supreme Court yes. justice. Um. So this incident took place back in June. Um. But 
for whatever reason created more headlines this week like as the cases unfolding whatever delays in video being released whatever Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he and his wife had had an altercation with their neighbors they had been drinking he shoved the officer while his wife was being handcuffed no charges were filed um of course then you know people are crying about injustice because it's a rich white guy Mm -hmm. but on the video he goes on and on and on to these cops about how connected he is and like don't you know that my cousin is a detective and don't you know that like just and the cops are like do you care? Do, do you, like, do you I think don't... this is helping you? Because that's only making it worse. Like, do you realize what's he, going on right now? Was he on? Is he? Is he on some sort of? Thing? Um, he was like he was, was drunk. He was drunk. All right. Well, yeah. then all bets are off. But just like this isn't this isn't a good move. No. Anyway, yeah. Um. So I just said I just thought kind of what the heck, and I hadn't heard about this back when the original incident took place. Sure. So this headline just caught my attention. Like, probably. We would expect a little bit more of people who are I don't know sitting yeah. as Supreme Court justices Seems like. but on the state's court. They're people just like everybody. Sure, yeah. I think he will probably, maybe, hopefully, not be sitting on the Supreme Court. Forever. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What the heck? You, you remember when we did the read through the the um, Constitution? We brought up like yeah. the good behavior. Um, oh yes. In there. That's so you, in, but you that's, might lose your. That's for the Supreme Court. So right. This is a state, uh, state Supreme, Supreme Court. Court yeah. So maybe they are allowed to be a little crazy <laughs> down there in the New York Supreme Court. Um, yeah. I pulled one up because that's how good I am. So I got a what the heck for you. Okay. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> um, apparently, so we talked uh, a couple episodes ago about Hunter Biden back in the yeah. Hunter Biden's back. Yeah. Um, with the giant expose of the maybe oh there's gosh. some emails about some things yeah. that were found on a laptop. Mm-hmm. about or whatever yeah um so interestingly because that was a new york post yes that was kind of like thing, taken off twitter is, put if it you back know in. the new york post it's like two steps away from the inquirer yes um yes on twitter off twitter yeah and then um but fox news particularly has been just pounding this but they have been mostly pounding the like coverage of the story sure. so they're like their stories are about how everybody's neglecting it their stories yeah. about twitter their stories about whatever yeah uh, turns out that Rudy Giuliani apparently had first approached Fox News with the information for the story, <laughs> and Fox News turned it down unless or until the sourcing and veracity of the emails could be properly vetted. So basically, okay. yeah, okay, so two things here. Yeah. One, they have what? some editorial credentials where they're like, we're not putting this out unless that we know that it's, I know. shocking to me. Wow. Okay. So that's number one. Yeah. What the heck? Wow. And number two, then, then they just keep flogging the story. It's yeah. like, it's like having your like sister go steal the candy from the candy store and then eating it. Yeah. Because you didn't steal it. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, we're above this. We yeah. have journalistic standards. Um, no. Nope. But you go ahead and print it, and then we will sell it to everybody we can get our hands yeah. on. So. Yeah. What the heck. <sighs> What the heck? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just interesting. Also, I think we mentioned last time that Rupert Murdoch owns both of them, um, but he couldn't get it on his marquee one, so he put it on the. <laughs> we used to get the Inquirer. Did you ever guys buy it? We'd get it at the grocery store, and like it would be about when people I was... having eight, like yeah, alien babies aliens. and all yeah. kinds of. Yeah. When I was a kid, my grandma would buy those, and so I was just always fascinated by the news that I read at her house. It's so amazing. Yeah. We read mm. it as fun. This does not seem oh. very much fun. No, no, no. not so much. Mm. Not so much. All right. Okay. We have no idea how we're going to do this. No. Uh, <laughs> so where do you want to start? I don't know. We could start with what the heck Republican Party. We were yeah. trying to come up with different titles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we had other expletives in there. Yeah. But basically just sort of discussing like what is going to happen. Yeah. What is happening and what is going to happen with the yes. Republican Party Yep. Um, going forward, depending mm-hmm. on how things shake out. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing that I found... Because your party has oh. their poop in a group, so... <laughs> right now. Well, I'm current. Yes. Uh, uncharacteristically yeah. focused. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like firing on almost all cylinders, it I seems. I feel like since probably 2008, maybe 2012, mm-hmm. like, the Democratic Party has been doing a better job of getting in line. Sure. Like, here's the line that we're going to be about. You have some outliers. You know, you have Bernie over there, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they've been... Oh, we better do something different because otherwise we're never going to be back in power. Um, I always have said and have said on the show multiple times, like lover or hater, but Nancy Pelosi like knows what the bleep she she's doing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And she, she is smart and she plays the long game. Yeah. And, and when she, she knows when to let people run, mm-hmm. and she knows when to rein them in. Yeah. And they know. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, anyway. So one of the things that I saw when I was looking at, um, actually, The Atlantic put out a piece that I thought was kind of excellent. Um, it was ab- pretty good. Yeah. About like kind of this topic, like what the heck Republican Party kind of thing. Um, but they said that despite all of the crap with Trump, like all of the crazy, the coronavirus, the recession, like all of this, despite all of that, 43 percent of Americans still say that they approve of the job that he's doing. So their argument in this article was that this is this is kind of telling for what's to come. Even if Democrats take the presidency and the Senate and the House, sure, this is going to be like the opposition that they're dealing with is that this this much of the Republican Party um, is still the Trump Party, right? Um, and then in um, in another spot, it was like you'd. You'd have maybe one third of the GOP currently that's anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. So I mean, two thirds of the whole party right now is kind of considered to be backing him, and I I just think like that to me signals some trouble ahead. Even if Democrats take all, Abs- yeah, whatever, like it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always wonder. I mean. Because only the pollsters really, really know, but like who, who they, because it's not 43% of all Americans. It's 43, is it 43% of voters? Is it 43% of people who are eligible to vote? Sure. Uh, Yeah. But even so, it is a crazy, in my opinion, still crazy high number. Yeah. um, Given everything Mm -hmm. that is, that is out there. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know, because like, so like, part of the big conversation is, it basically, I guess you could, if you wanted to split it into two different camps, like, is Trump an anomaly, mm-hmm. like, or is he the logical next stage progression of the party? Yeah, um, and there are a lot of smart people I think who argue on both sides of that mm-hmm. aisle. Um, I think we at the beginning we me included uh you like general you, general public we or we republicans? no republicans and yep. conservatives okay. like um would have i think mo- the majority of us would have jumped on the like anomaly bandwagon sure 
it's a little bit tougher now mm-hmm. after four years yeah. of him to yep. be, and not just four years of him, but four years of enabling yep. by a large share of Republicans mm-hmm. in power, not just people who are right. voting. Because this is the first time that we'll get to actually vote um, specifically on Donald Trump. Yeah. You can say the midterms was, it's, yep. you know, it's a referendum, if you will. Sure. But it also always swings, especially yeah. whenever you have somebody, whenever you have a party take over all three um, yeah. branches, mm-hmm. almost always the second, the next yeah. midterm election, if they don't lose one of them, they at least get trounced pretty hard. Yeah. Because um, our pendulum swings, as RBG would tell us, that our pendulum swings yeah. back and forth. Um, so it's kind of hard to make sure, like, it was that truly a referendum on him? You know, I don't know. It's it's hard as as a as so like as a lifelong republican and conservative mm-hmm. it's really hard to try to square these things in terms of like is it is it just an anomaly and if it is why wasn't there more of a concerted effort to um curtail mm-hmm. him yeah um or is this actually like this is where we were headed the entire time yeah so the Atlantic piece, um, and uh, that link is in there. It's I didn't print out that page of my notes, but anyway, the, the, one of the things that they said is that he built his base kind of from the same camp that the Tea Party built their base from mm. during, that, during that recession. Um, so anti-government, anti-immigrant. Um, and I disagree with that I a little think, bit. I think we had talked about that before, like not, not necessarily like are these the same people, but is this – is this going to be the same, like, that it kind of falls by the wayside after, you know, a short period of time? Or is sure. this, like, this is the new, the new platform of the party. This is the new direction. And then where do you fall? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so what do you do then? On that one, uh, just on that specific, that article, um, I disagree with the comparison to the Tea Party because no matter what the Tea Party became, I feel like its roots were pretty pure. And mm. they were only, they were mostly just rooted in the just people tired of government. Sure. And okay. it manifested itself as taxes. And sure. it manifested itself originally mostly against the Affordable Care Act. Yep. Um, because that was going to be this edit. And people were, you know, there yep. was uh, like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, it morphed and added other things to it. And definitely Trump is built is based on anti-immigrant, anti, mm-hmm. pretty much anti-anything. So like he's pro-America and anti-everything else. Well, sure. you know, what I mean? like that's the pitch they're selling yeah. is like I'm pro-America, America first, mm-hmm. America great, America, Americans first, all these, you know, things. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much anti-everything else. Um, there's not a lot of, yeah, anyway. <laughs> One of the one of the things that I thought was really interesting um, that one of these articles that I was reading pointed out was that the Republicans used to have pretty strong language in their platform about equal rights, sure, um, and about women's rights, and then like around the time of Reagan, like sometime in the eighties, that kind of started getting watered down, and now like we discussed their platform at this last convention was just like Trump. You right. know, kind of a thing. We're not going to Trump we're not gonna, platform. Yeah. Um, Whatever so, Trump tweets is what we're doing. Right. So how do you pull people back in? Like as as more and more Americans are kind of learning 
about or maybe kind of becoming more aware of like issues around equal rights or like issues around women not having you know equal footing or whatever like how do you how do you move beyond that like or how do you how do you bring those people back in you know what I mean yeah no I I mean I think I get what you're saying but like the it's my my three bullet points like (laughs) it really depends it so the so let's just not try to dissect whether or not it's the the natural progression or if it's if it's an anomaly right? yeah it, there is going to be a reckoning of some kind yeah um if he wins that's one version because like that definitely could happen and and if he wins it it all really depends on how the election takes place because if sure. he, if he if he wins big mm-hmm. then trumpism is here mm-hmm. for however some sort of foreseeable future oh dear lord i don't Mm -hmm. know it having not seen very many republicans or conservatives not i shouldn't say that very many especially the elected ones the elected ones that couldn't stand on me they're just quit i mean Mm -hmm. there's like paul ryan's and there's people who just they just we're done there is a ton of republicans who retired this Mm -hmm. year that which is one reason why this election has gotten so crazy yeah there's just so many open seats Mm -hmm. um and so some people just, I can't, they just can't do it. So and kind of like, is, if this is the party now, I'm right. not, they're, this is not my but party. But they're also like, so those ones are like, so I'll just use Paul Ryan, which yeah. I think like, he could be out there, he could have quit and then gone out there and said like, we need to take our party back. Yeah. And he hasn't. Yep. He basically went underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are. There are some like the, like the whole, we can just use them, the Lincoln Project guys. Mm-hmm. Um they, you know, they only came out of the woodwork in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're relatively new. But, like, it depends on, like, so th- if if Trump wins big, bigly, then... <laughs> Huge. My prognosticating here. Like, so then Trumpism stays, ar- stays around. I think you're going to see some mass defections from the Republican okay. Party. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Does that Does that look like, do you think, a third party... So like if you if if they're saying two thirds of the Republican Party are still Trump people, yeah, right. One third. I is, thought it was one third. One third is anti. Okay, is what they're saying. Okay. At, at best. At best. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But is that large enough chunk of the group, um, that the rest will need to split? Like, do you think this is this could move us away from a, a two party system? system? I I don't think so. Shoot. <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a through more than a three-party system unless uh, until there's some like large larger structural changes made in how we do elections. Okay. Um and also that comes from like a state on a state level. Sure. Like I've been thinking about this a lot lately because mm-hmm. I've also gotten a lot of people who have been pushing on not pushing on me but they're like, "Hey, you know, there's you know, you don't have to vote for uh Biden because there's more than, you know, there's third-party candidates or whatever." Um especially in a national election like this. There is not third party candidates. There are seven people listed on my ballot. Yeah. Oh, you just voted today, I did, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got my sample ballot so I could be prepped. There you go. Um, and I'm like, good gravy. Mm-hmm. But there's really only two choices. Yeah. There is only two choices. Mm-hmm. And if we want to have a third party, it's going to have to start on like a state level, actual, real live organizing and build up to the presidency. Okay. You're, mm-hmm. Unless you get some sort of weird anomaly yep. where a better celebrity 
Jesse Ventura. Oh, jeez. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know because there are a lot of Republicans or conservatives that are not Trumpians. They don't know what to do with themselves, but they certainly aren't Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I don't know. And I put myself in that category. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know what I'm going to do, which yeah. is I'm kind of waiting, not with bated breath, but to see like, well, what is going to happen? So if he wins big, Trumpism stays around for a while. If he squeaks, that's probably the least likely outcome, right? Sure. If he squeaks by... And he still wins. Um, that could get real messy too, mm-hmm. because I think, <sighs> yeah, I don't know, frick, <laughs> it could just get messy. Yeah, but if if he loses, then then this is where it gets sort of really interesting. Because again, if he squeaks, if it's a squeaker, mm-hmm. and Biden barely wins, then it's going to be harder to get rid of the Trumpism. Yeah. If he loses huge mm-hmm. or moderately big, yeah. honestly, I personally don't think he wants to be president. Like, I think he wants to win. Yeah. I don't think he wants he to be wants president. He just wants to win. Yeah. I don't really see a scenario. As also, let's just be honest, even though I've been trying to be nice to everybody about their age, he's going to be too freaking old in four years to run again because then that would make him 70, 81. I mean, like. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. So he's not going to be a problem in – he's not going to actually have any policymaking power anymore. Right. Yeah. Like you said, he's certainly not going to go away. Yeah. He's going to – he is a brand. That yes. is all he knows. Yes. It's all he knows how to do. Yep. Um, and so he's going to keep making noise or whatever, but he mm-hmm. won't have any power anymore except that he might be able to influence like who runs, who you know, try to swing votes his way. But if you've ever noticed, his – track record for picking people and supporting not so them great. is not so good no yeah um so i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> but so let's just say he loses and he loses big i think there will be potentially sort of like a mini civil war within the republican party about like what are we going to like i don't frick do you think it's gonna throw stuff <laughs> I just want to throw things. Okay, so... Because I want to... Sorry, I'm no, cutting you off. Because no. I want to be hopeful about the fact yeah. that we'll have... But over the last however many uh, election cycles, and pre- previously the one before this when um, Romney lost, and they did the post-mortem yes, big thing. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. And yeah. they said all the words, and they put it together, and it was a perfectly good, like, here's what we need to do, guys, and then flushed it down the toilet. Yeah. Because the thing that is frustrating as a conservative is that for the last 25 years Mm -hmm. we should be owning almost all of these demographics in terms of like we should own the immigrants we should own the immigrants (gasps) frick that Uh. came out wrong no (laughs) i shouldn't say owning no no better words immigrants are predominantly at least the bulk of them are um christian or some sort of christian based religion sure they're socially conservative um, they're more likely to start businesses. They're generally all about they're coming here because they want to, you know, achieve the American dream. They check a whole bunch of boxes that should be in the Republicans wheelhouse. Like these are our people like they're. <laughs> yeah. But sure. we've shifted away. Yeah. You know, it was 30 years ago when we were the pro the Republicans were the pro immigration yeah. party. Yep. And your party wanted to keep them out. Yep. You know, you horrible mm-hmm. people because yeah. you're trying to protect labor. Right. Unions. Yeah. And we flipped that upside down. And so like, I don't know, like, is there... Now we're doing both. 
like democrats are like helping out immigrants and the labor unions way to go yeah anyway and you're probably i mean demographically we've known that this is the other frustrating thing my entire basically my entire voting adult life people have been talking about this that the Mm -hmm. demographics of the country are shifting Mm -hmm. um they're changing as they always have yeah and instead of changing with the country and I don't have to change values. No. You don't have to change those kind of things. But sure. like to basically respond to the threat of losing your power by not reaching out but fortifying. Yeah. It's not working. It's not working. And it mm-hmm. won't. And eventually, even if we could, even if Trump wins this one, like eventually it will collapse. Yeah. And you're going to have, which is right, which I think is kind of, it feels like that's where we're at right now Mm -hmm. is we're on this edge of collapse with the Republican Party in terms of like, we don't have anything to stand on anymore. We don't have any policies. We don't have it. Like the only thing we have is judges. Yeah. You know, and tax cuts Mm -hmm. and Israel. Those are like our three, those are our (laughs) three-legged stool. And those are the three things we have. But I think that that part about, you know, um, changing as the demographics change or, you know, evolving, like you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to, you know, change your values, but evolving your platform. Like, and I feel like as, as the language in the platform has moved away from, you know, a supportive stance necessarily on equal rights, um, for minority groups, um, for women, like these are bigger chunks of that demographic that you need to be appealing to, and that are waking up to the fact that you're not appealing to them, <laughs> you know, like, oh, them. wait, you're not benefiting me. So, yeah, I feel like I think that I anyway, I think that that just that just echoes that point again of like, if you're not going to understand that the the demographics are no longer like white. Right. Um, and they're no longer stay at home women you know, working uh, breadwinner model. Housewife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't housewife. mind if we call you but, housewives, do you? Did you catch that one? Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But so, I mean, you're you're still, I think that the, the platform kind of reverted to that model and like waking up to the fact that you have, you know, two working parents in the majority of households. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think you have to do some major looking restructuring of, that platform to be able to appeal to what the actual demographic is. I mean, the the percentage of the population that is white, um, it's going to be less than 50% of the population, you know, in the next couple of decades. Right. You got to do something about that or you're never going to hold on to, unless, you know, I guess redist- redistricting is well, but always even, in play. Event- like, <laughs> eventually, eventually those districts are going to be... that doesn't work anymore yeah. <laughs> either. Like, uh, like, eventually you're just, it's, you're just going to lose. And yeah. the frustrating part is, like, the idea of, like, so my, like, you know, base conservatism in terms of, like, limited government, um, f- you know, people's, I don't want to say freedom, you know, freedoms, mm-hmm. but, like, personal freedom, um, less regulation and, ge- you know, like, these kind of things, like, those benefit all people and like we haven't figured out then how to i don't want to say we haven't figured out how to explain that to people but we're not doing that to benefit all people Mm -mm. like we're we are lowering taxes for people who are 
which Nothing. I understand that like people that well they pay more taxes, which is totally true. Like, but like, yeah, if do it, <laughs> but like, we're we're we have we are not equally applying our values to all the people in no. the country. And uh-uh. if we did, we would win. You think so? Yes. Huh. I think so. Interesting. <laughs> I like it. You're like, hmm. hmm. But we're unequally applying to the because because we're in a defensive position and we're and trying to just we're just Honestly, it comes across as our, Yes, it comes across as the party of the wealthy. Yeah. And you don't give a crap about the people who don't have bootstraps to pull themselves up by. You know, like that that's what the message is, is being read as. Which is so funny because that's not how the electorate is broken up. I mean, like, generally speaking, the more education you have and the more money you make, not like, uh, it depends on, it, there's different breakpoints or whatever, yeah. but like, not all billionaires are Republicans and not mm-hmm. all poor people are Democrats. Um, which, which blows my mind, by the way. Like, when you have people who desperately need the, um, the resources like mm-hmm. provided by some government programs that that then vote for Republican candidates who would rather see less government intervention, you know, like less of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that blows my mind. But yes, there are people of both parties but, across the spectrum of wealth and mm, income and whatever. That yeah. is, but like that's also indicative of like people's values. So like if your value is that you you even if you are by someone else's standards or by the world standards like not succeeding or like rising if you will mm-hmm. um if you're doing it you're you know whatever your version of bootstraps or whatever like that's that type of like individualism and, and freedom is a value that people hold mm. regardless of how it looks to you Okay. Like you, you know what I mean? If that may, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like just because somebody isn't moving up the social economic ladder, um, doesn't mean that they want to be helped out by the government to do so. Okay. Like there, I mean, it sounds weird, but like, but it also is weird because they are being helped even if they don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is getting really like into the weeds here now. <laughs> okay, so here's no. Here. I'm 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 doing it because I'm like <laughs> this is what happens when I start trying to talk about it because I just turn into a, like a, a mushy like puddle of like I don't know what the heck to do. Come on, yeah, come on, party. Well, come back to me. Okay, so here's my question from you or for, for you. Me. I keep I keep asking like where do we go from here about all the things like yeah. I oh my gosh where do we even begin? But so. You are a conservative, lifelong conservative, um, who made the choice to like kind of be vocal about not being a Trump guy, right? Uh, is that yep, fair? That's fair. Um, that is a fairly accurate description. And and about like his version of the Republican Party, like you've you've been pretty vocal about like yeah, that's not my Republican Party kind of a thing. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Yep. So what does it take to get you back on board? Because there's there's yeah. there's a large number of yep. people like you this election. Yes. So what has to happen to to get you back? Like, oh, welcome home, Mike. You know, like, what do you think? The, that's a that is that is a good question, and that still depends on, on how the election goes. 
And it depends on what Democrats do, and it depends on you know how much others. No, I mean, because that's that is a good question. Because um, I I don't know. I can't. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. So like, the question now going back to the beginning is like, is this an anomaly or is this like the the logical progression of the party? Mm-hmm. And the longer and more the longer it's been going on, and the more I've been thinking about it and reading about it, like. I don't know if I can ever go back or if I can, Mm. it's going to be, it's going to take a while. Sure. Um, Because in my, I don't want to call it transformation, but like over the past few years, really I've been frustrated for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so like in some regards, like this has just been what pushed me over the edge. Sure. Um, Yeah. Where we really, really, literally lost our minds, like, and there was kind of finally a safe space for you to vocalize that, like, as more people were finally fed up. Do you think, or I don't know if what, eh, maybe okay. I don't know if there's a or safe you didn't space care. Or I just didn't care you. anymore because okay. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's always been like issues or whatever, yeah. but like when we put up, however you felt about him, when it was George Bush or if it was John McCain or if it was Mitt Romney, like. I don't care if you didn't like his policies. I don't care if you, you know, didn't even necessarily care for the person. But generally speaking, their life's work and um, uh, efforts are admirable. And they were honorable people and generally told the truth. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, so like you can put up with a lot of frustration, sort of like some a lot of Republicans are doing now, they're putting up with a whole lot of crap because they're getting some of the things they want. So they're making a devil's bargain. Yeah. Which I, I do want to give as much grace as possible to the people, who, especially if you are in elected office. Um, yeah, that's that's because he wasn't going anywhere for four years. Yeah. Um, so how long are we going to punish you? Right. <laughs> you know, sure. whatever. So I don't know what it would take but it's going to take, first of all, Trump has to go. If Trump does not, if Trump wins, mm-hmm. I'm never going back. Sure. Likely. Yeah. I'm only halfway done with my life. It's possible. Yeah. That I might, <laughs> at least hopefully I'm only halfway done with my life. Yeah. It's possible he could come around again. But I can't, I cannot reconcile those things. Sure. Um, so I don't know. that this is so, so first, that would have to happen. Yep. Preferably then some sort of repudiation of, of, Trumpism mm-hmm. would have to take place, but that's going to take time. Like, so sure. even in the best case scenario, so mm-hmm. like in my best case scenario, yeah, Trump loses, he loses big, mm-hmm. um, takes a bunch of people with him. Yep. So let's just say McConnell, not McConnell, he's going to stay there. No, so no, he's not going to lose. No, um, but like Lindsey Graham, you know, like yeah, a couple of go. like sure. figureheads, yeah, and a bunch of other ones, mm-hmm. they get kicked out, and and the Republicans do the same thing again. They're like, whoa. We really need to re-examine what we're doing. Yeah. And they do that, and then they put those principles into play. Instead of just throwing that in the Best case scenario, yeah. that's two years, maybe four years. Yep. Maybe even, I mean, I read one article that was like after, oh, crap, I can't remember which election it was, but they were, uh, it was talking about the, the Democrats, actually, and how, like, it took, after one giant trouncing, mm-hmm. it, I think it was after Reagan was elected like it took three presidential election cycles for them to get their crap together yeah after that shellacking so like it could take like a long period of time which is hard to think about so i don't know like i don't know 
and then it depends a lot on what happens with the Democrat with the Democrats. So like let's say he wins or he loses and the mm-hmm. Democrats win and they sure. sweep in to do there will be some Democrats that are like, it is bloodbath time and we are in control now and we're gonna do what we wanna do. Yeah. There won't be any place for me in that party. Yeah. Like they'll it'll be everybody will be thanks for your vote, party over or country over party, <laughs> you know, right up until yeah. We have all the chips now. Sure. And but if it's is it gonna be the party of Obama mm-hmm. where it's about reaching out and coalitions? Mm-hmm. Also, that depends on what the Demo- or the Republicans do. Yep. If the Democrats clean the table and then still reach out to the Republicans and the Republicans give them the middle finger, yep. well then Then crap. you did that, yeah. Right. Yep. Which is what we did to Obama. Yep. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I don't know. That's Are a you... really, that's a very deep question. And the answer is, I don't know. It's, it's, but it's going to be hard, if not impossible. I was just going to ask you if you're hopeful. So I am that... hopeful. Oh, okay. Cause you said it's hard and Well, it's I have to impossible. be somewhat okay. hopeful. Okay. Yeah. I think I have to be. I mean, I don't know. Don't I? I mean, we should try should try to be hopeful i mean like the best case scenario for the country is that the as trump gets kicked out the republicans have a come to jesus moment mm-hmm. almost literally mm-hmm. uh and they get their crap together and they become a, a counterweight to yeah. so like interestingly it's a little late guys i think i mentioned that about like <laughs> i'm happy to enjoy to to bring anybody over who wants to to vote for biden but you don't get any extra points this late in the game Mm-mm. but last week senator ben sass from nebraska yeah. did you did you listen to it yeah. finally uh-huh i mean on that call and he just goes to town on yep. trump and he's exactly right he did if you haven't found it i'm gonna find a link and put it up there he basic people are like what's your you know what's the deal with your relationship with trump and he's like well he's the president of my party and we agree on some things and by that i mean he has come around to conservative ideas on a couple things <clears throat> he's like i didn't bend over for this like yeah. he came to but otherwise he sucks <laughs> let's just he's hurt real. our party he's bad on foreign policy yep. we're weaker here we're weaker here we're weaker and he just goes to town mm-hmm. as if that wasn't i mean that was not on accident yeah people are laying the groundwork for a post trump sure life or whatever yeah. it is there's been a few candidates that have been trying to distance themselves now right. far too late in the game yeah way too late in the game yeah but um what they end up doing afterwards i mean that there's some jockeying already to yeah. see like what it's going to be like and you know there's going to be a lot of people on definitely on the democrat side that are going to be like we don't want to play with you at all you have yeah. been you've been hosing us for however I can't, long i like I would I would really kind of need to see Mitch McConnell go to buy it like and and even if it He's going to age out eventually here but oh my gosh. Um but just for just for the Republican party to be like this is no longer our person. Right. Um this is this is not the party that we want to be. I think so one but, but like people like Mitch McConnell I should say yes. like people that have been like just ardent Trump supporters whatever well yeah. and i don't even think mitch honestly i think mitch hates trump <laughs> i really do like that was my i think i might have mentioned this to you like if you look back in the last four years 
So he was not a Trump supporter at the beginning, mm-hmm. like when he was yeah. before he got the nomination. Right. But Mitch is a party man. Yep. So he did his job. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first two years when they controlled everything, they got some stuff done. But pretty quickly, there were multiple things. There was an infrastructure package. There was a, a, a package on immigration and DACA and with money for the border wall. A bunch of different things where Trump and the Republicans and the Democrats had all come together and agreed on these packages. Mm-hmm. And Trump walked away from him because he doesn't know how to make a deal. He doesn't know how to win when he when he could. Yeah. Um, and McConnell, if you if you basically look back about that time, so about a year and a half in, he's like he just rolled up the carpets yep. and said, "We're not doing anything else for the next two years. Mm-hmm. We will do." judges and any kind of like minimal like emergency packages yeah it's and been that's crap it. and and i feel like you can't work with him and but that but that's where i'm like you don't deserve this seat anymore right but also as a democrat i wouldn't i wouldn't trust no. partnering with you like so we're not gonna reach out to you when you've totally like here's a knife right. you know for four years whatever Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I don't, so he would definitely have to go. But some some things that are uh, there was an article I read a few weeks ago um, about Republicans, young Republicans, and it was specifically about climate change. And they were like, it was interesting because mm-hmm. the article was basically like the, the the next generation Republicans are leaps and bounds ahead of their predecessors. Sure, like because these young guys and gals uh, coming up, <laughs> sorry, uh, they are. Climate change is a thing, and we yeah. need to do something about it. Yeah, they actually and, believe it. Right. And mm-hmm. so, like, let's – these are, like, those shared – we have – this is why I'm trying to explain to people, like, how I could possibly be voting for a Democrat this cycle is because if we don't have the shared acknowledgement of certain standards and facts and truths, yeah. mm-hmm. we can't do anything. No, nope. right. And so, like – Climate change is happening. Mm-hmm. How are we going to respond? Right. I don't even care. We don't even need to talk about like, you know, we don't have to get into the details about it, but something's happening. Yeah. How are we going to respond to it? Yep. What is the most effective way to do that? Yeah. Should we do it this way or that way? Mm-hmm. And these young Republicans are, that's what they're working on. They're like, yeah. how can we make, um, a, you know, what kind of policies can we come up with that addresses climate change that are market friendly or like increase competition? Sure. Or okay. Like, and not yeah. just like, no, we're, you know, the, it's science. Is, we don't believe science. Right. Yeah. It's like the freaking coronavirus. Yes. Like, it's a thing. It's happening. It's real. We can do. Nah, just crowd surf. So it's fine. I, I am not, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself and I, and I am not ready yet. And maybe it's just something like you have to sort of, I'm slowly going through like a process, mm-hmm. but I was listening to that, um, pod save America podcast, um, which I don't listen to very often because they're nope. pretty freaking partisan and yeah. they're also really crass. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but this one was really good. They cleaned up their their Aww. act. Well, because, because they had Obama, Obama. on. Mm-hmm. So Obama was on and he was talking with them. And um, he was – it was just so refreshing. And, and that's what he was talking about in mm-hmm. terms of like we need to – like if we have these shared – like we can agree that there's a problem, mm-hmm. then we can hash out between the two groups, like mm-hmm. how are we going to respond to this? And maybe maybe you get to win a little bit on the response on climate change, but we're going to do um, 
you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. poverty is we're going to, we're going to win a little bit on, we want to do it our way. We want to do it with credits, with yeah. whatever, Yeah. where you're fighting about policy and you're not fighting about whether or not there's actually Something is true. true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, can you imagine? I just go I, down this rabbit hole and I'm like, I don't you, even can know. Can you even imagine right now? Like, it's so hard for me to imagine a time where we actually come back together and be like, truth is truth. Honestly, like, I just, I long for that. <laughs> like, it's making me a little nostalgic. But I can't, I can't handle that right now about this, like, no, we don't even agree that facts are facts and, like, your truth and my truth and, you know, right. science isn't real and I... Anyway, there's, well, like, that sounds so lovely a, to come. <laughs> a little plug for ourselves, though, like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've ever sat here across the table and not agreed. Like, n- neither of us have said, like, here's an issue that I think needs to be addressed. And the other person was like, that's not really an issue. <laughs> I don't think. I probably not. I don't think so. Probably like in in snark you've probably you've said like yeah that's not real. That's just that's fake. Yeah, that's a fake deal. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. But then like also, what am I going to do? Or what is the Republican Party going to do? It depends on how the election unfolds. It depends on how the 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 Democrats respond, and then it also depends on like I was saying the unknown, the known unknowns, and the unknown knowns that I can never <laughs> say that right. Um. What's his name? Donald Rumsfeld used to say that all the time about going to war. That sure. there's the knowns and the unknowns, and then there's the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns. <laughs> but like, who knows? Like, so if there, this is a scenario: Trump wins or Trump loses, Biden wins big. Um, no matter what happens, he can't. It doesn't matter what they do for economic policy. We go into like a deep recession or sure. like a depression for ten years or three mm-hmm. years or whatever. The yeah. economy really tanks. Yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. What happens to the Republican Party? Mm-hmm. If if he wins and they take over everything, and they enact their policies and the economy goes up, mm-hmm. coronavirus is under control. Mm-hmm. That's also like we can the, the government can do a lot of things mm-hmm. um but they can't fix everything and sometimes it's just like this is how the world plays out and yeah. so like you don't have control over you can only control the response you can't yeah. control the outcomes necessarily so depending on those two scenarios if i mean if it all goes in the crapper honestly trumpism live and well because it'll be grievance polit- politics everything see look they drove us into the ground see whatever if you have an economy that recovers and people are having jobs and you can go on vacation again, that'll be a harder that'll be a harder sell. I feel like that's what's weird. That's one of the things that's weird about Trump winning in the first place is that like from the recession of 2007, 2008, 2009, whatever, like by the time Obama left, a lot of recovery had happened. Oh, yeah. Like things were going pretty well. And so it's interesting to me then that, like, even so, somebody like Trump, whose message was, they're ruining this for you. Right. You know, I'll fight for you. They're not fighting. for Like, that he was still able to take over and become the voice of that party. Yeah. is interesting to me. Well, I mean, this is where, this is where we come back to the conversation of, or the debate about, like, was he an anomaly? Was he just a showman that people wanted something different? Like mm-hmm. maybe he was, you know, 
because there was a ton of people who voted for Obama who voted for Trump. So like, yeah, riddle me that. Yeah. Um, but that's just like part of the tapping. Complete opposite in. Well, it's like parting into the tapping into the like. He's different. He's an yes, outsider. Sure. Whatever. Even Obama was. He was he young. Was he mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, relatively inexperienced. Actually, mm-hmm. um, more experienced than our current. Yeah, holder. doesn't take much. No, but like, so there's yeah, some of that sure. in there. Um, but then there is, you know, whether or not, however you fall into the culture wars, if you will, like white evangelical conservatives have been losing quote unquote the culture war and Mm -hmm. trump spoke to that and Mm -hmm. he still speaks to that yeah and i feel that a little bit too like even with like i have to wrap my head around and work really hard to like understand like lgbtq like even just saying those letters together is like mind-bending for me sure um partially it's just because of I mean, part of it is going to be my faith. I have to say that. Part of it just has to be like, I just don't have exposure to that community that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, you know, there's still things that I don't understand about that. And it's sort of a little bit scary. And like, I don't want to say like the gay community is scary, but like how the the unknowns and Mm -hmm. how that unravels. And like when people come up, you know, what when they come up with the, you know, the transgender student that wants to be in the you know locker room like yeah like i sort of feel like in my opinion that's one of those things where can we not argue about the fact that there are people who are transgendered that's a thing sure yeah can we now sit down and have a discussion about how are we going to make um their experience as equal as everybody else's Mm -hmm. without just but i think there it feels anyway from the left is like there's it's an all or nothing like you you accept the whole thing and you put it all you know otherwise you're a bigot sure and like, i, th- and I and can't I think, even have that like i just said that out loud i'm like yeah someone's no, gonna but hear I think, that but i think that but i think that on the other end it feels like republicans are like no way that's not acceptable where you know so like right. we, and we've talked about that before like where you have both parties just getting so all or nothing yeah that they're not willing to see like where you need to be is in the middle right, right? like on on um, gay rights or on abortion or on gun rights or whatever right um gun regulations maybe is what i'm supposed to say but <laughs> <laughs> but like we we get so locked in the, like the extreme ends yeah. of it has to be all or nothing instead of like you know what we could have some common sense policy or you know what? We could agree like this is real. Right. We need to actually talk about what we can do then, how right. to respond instead of like not even agreeing in the first place. Like we have to be willing to come to a middle ground and have real discussions. But I think like to your point, we have to first agree on what's real, like what's true. Mm-hmm. And dear God, just like that we could return to a place where that is our normal well and, <laughs> Just... and but the, even if we and also recognize that when we even if we agree that things are true or things that are are real that we also do have to order things we can't do all we can walk and chew gum at the same time yeah but we can't walk and chew gum and you know build a house at the same time like <laughs> you have to you know yeah sure. there are some times where we have to order things sure and importance and i think also part of that is like we have to be able to say, and I and I, mm, I'm gonna try to tread real carefully here. <laughs> but um, I mean, as as people of faith, pr- 
perhaps especially, we have to be able to say like, I might not agree with this or that from like uh, uh, my personal values position, Mm -hmm. right? Like I might not agree um, with a certain practice or a certain whatever, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like you said, like, you know, um, transgendered students, right? Like that's a thing. Whether or not a person says I'm okay with that or not, like that doesn't, that doesn't make it go away just because you don't, you know what I mean? And so we have to be able to look past like our personal belief systems in not, maybe not belief systems. That's too strong. Like the, the, you know what I mean? Those individual values to be able to look past that and say, it doesn't matter whether or not I think it's cool. It's still a real thing and we still need to address it because it's, it's affecting a percentage of the population. Yeah. I don't know. I would agree with that. I think part of the, on the other side, um, our, our sort of one of our base fears though, is that there doesn't seem to be necessarily any limiting, what oftentimes is referred to as a limiting principle. Like where does that end? That slippery slope kind of thing. That slippery slope, because we do as a, as a society, there are things that we allow and there are things that we don't allow. Mm -hmm. And many of them are, I won't, uh, I hesitate to say arbitrary, but like, Oh, for sure. Whether it's polygamist families or yeah. what, I mean, like, sorry to pick on the polygamists out there, but like generally still to this day, that's like a th- frowned upon mm-hmm. and illegal. Sure. And, and there's not a huge uproar about like, we need to get rid, you know, we need yeah. to allow that to happen or whatever it is. Yep. And to have like a recognition that there are some limits that society will set and that will, those limits will curtail and affect some people yeah like that's their limits yeah that's what they are and even within that like i think polygamy is a good example like i mean we've said it's easy well but i yeah. mean like we've set a limit about murder right like sure, or right. whatever like that's here's, a pretty here's easy a hard limit, limit. yeah right. and don't and, murder people and we've we've come to an agreement about like if you commit murder here's repercussions mm-hmm. and we're going to like pursue those repercussions but with polygamy not necessarily, right? right? Like, I mean, we've agreed that it's not acceptable. We've agreed that it's against the law in most cases, you know, but we have TV shows that follow these people. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. no. so there are laws that we enforce and laws that we kind of yeah. just turn well, depends on- the other way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. There's a lot of um, reckoning with, like... Boy, did we get way off the beaten path. Here. I love it, though. I love it. So... <laughs> What's going to happen with the Republican Party? Yeah. The answer is I have no idea. <laughs> and honestly, they don't have any idea. But I would like to say one thing, and this is actually something that I was thinking previously, and then wonderful President Obama nailed it home for me, is like having to mentally separate the Republican Party from Republican voters because they're not the same Interesting. thing. What do you mean? Um, that people who voted for Donald Trump are not Donald Trump. People who are okay. going to vote for Donald Trump are not Donald Trump. Yeah. People who vote for Mitch McConnell are not Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. They are, however it is they're getting to the place where they're making this decision, they are either making a bargain or they are operating on a certain amount of assumptions or they're operating on a certain, you know, a certain set of information um, that doesn't, mean that they are those people if that makes any sense at all sure 
Um, and so where does the party go from here? I really, it, in, mo, in, in most regards, the only thing I can do is not vote for them. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really impact them with. Sure. Right? That's, Unless I mean, you that's, like start running for office. <laughs> as a Republican? I mean. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Not now. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe later. I don't mm-hmm. know. But that's honestly, I, I, so here's a little uh, little window. I don't know if I ever told you the story. Um, I think it was the 2018 midterms. I went to the caucuses. Um, and it was either that, it was either that one or the 2016 one. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. And I had never been to one, an off cycle one before. Like sure. I've been to a presidential one before. So it must have been the 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It was, this was probably also what really kicked me down the, like, uh, I'm, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Um, did I already tell you this story? Uh-uh. It was bananas. <laughs> First of all, there wasn't very many people there. Secondly, when I got checked in at the door, the first thing, I'll just lay this on. The first person I interacted with was at the desk or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she was signing people in. And she was so excited I was there and un, not provoked, but un, I did not initiate the conversation. Sure. She just said, "Oh, oh, I'm so glad to see you that you're here. We need more people like you. I was like, oh, like, what does that mean? And I was thinking she meant young. And she said, we need to make sure that we keep the Muslims out because they are they are trying to take over our party. They have plans for that. What? And I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was word. like, what? what? Um, she's like, yeah. I said, I don't think that's really happening. She's like, it's happening in St. Cloud right Aww. now. And no. so we need more people like you. And I would, so that was like the beginning. Oh my gosh. And so I was there for a while and they had the people talk, you know, cause people like mm-hmm. stand up and talk about yep. candidates and this and that. And this is where, this is the base level then where we, you would vote on, um, platform, mm-hmm. um, suggestions or what they have a different name for them, but, mm-hmm. um, and then we vote on those and those get sent up to the state party and they get sent up the chain or whatever. And among them, the only one I can remember that I was, it was about making, uh, English, the the official language mm-hmm. of Minnesota and of the United States. Again, it was just racist. It, it was, <laughs> and so <laughs> that was eye opening to me. But I thought about it a lot. I mean, I'm getting almost sick just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that was in rural Minnesota, and but the the one of my takeaways though is I was like, there was maybe. 20 people there mm-hmm. and this is where the party is built mm-hmm. and i'm like i bet i could come up with more than 20 people that are like me sure and we could take over this caucus yep and we could nip all that crap in the bud mm-hmm. and put something forward but ugh, i guess i'm weak and i didn't do that or so that was my like do you try to build re, do you try to change it from the ground up or do you just wash your hands and walk away well i think the appropriate like the <laughs> sorry the healthy response the healthy response run. is to do the work oh, right shoot. but no unfortunately it's not to run i mean for maybe right now for your mental health yes yeah, run away. but 
But I think also like you getting your group of like-minded individuals together to do that in that cycle or even in 2020, like mm-hmm. under the current administration, you'd get nowhere, right? right? So like it's not start it now, work towards it for later, right? I don't know. And try. I don't The only way it's going to change is if somebody does it, right? Or if they just get destroyed and it's a pile of rebels and then it's rebuilt from the beginning. You know what? I I want to be hopeful and I, I want to think that some of this is going to go away if that happened, if that if they do get destroyed this year. Um but honestly, like the increase in hate crimes and the increase in, mm. you know, like racist ideology, whatever, all this kind of yuck that's kind of been brought to the surface. Mm-hmm. It was it was never not there, right? right? It's just been like brought right. to the forefront now and I feel like they're not going to be necessarily willing to just tuck that back away. No. And so I'm just not quite maybe as hopeful for like, oh, well, if there's a big loss, this is going to fall by the wayside because it, it just seems like there's there's been an invigoration by like this being encouraged. This is depressing. <laughs> you know what, Mike? We, over on the other side, we welcome you with open arms um, into our big tent, and we would love, you know, to hear your voice. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like I said, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> I feel like... Come to it, our big I, tent. I feel like a, uh, a presidential election year is not the year to allow yourself to be entirely wooed by the other yeah. side, saying, yep. oh, come over to our, the pool. No. It's nice over here. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> the grass is great. Right up until we don't need your vote anymore. Yes. And then you're, but maybe not. I was, you know, I think we mentioned that in the um, in our abortion debate that, or not debate, but discussion, mm-hmm. like when I was looking into it, like I was shocked to find out that 30% of like elected Democrats consider themselves pro-life. And yep. so like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like there's maybe some space for you. Maybe there's some space. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you guys could use a little bit of, you know, maybe you could use some guardrails, mm-hmm. but no, I, so I don't know what's going to happen in the Republican party. I can make no predictions whatsoever other than it's going to be real interesting. And I think, I think we, we maybe talked really briefly about this, but um, as both parties are seemingly more acceptable of kind of extreme candidates. Susceptible? Acceptable? To they're, okay. They're accepting of? Yes. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's late. Um, but as, as you're seeing more um, of those kind of, you know, one end or the other of extremes being accepted and, and you know, their kind of primary candidate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I wonder how, how do you get back to a place where these elected officials actually represent the population in terms of like, you know, like, hey, the majority of the population says this or feels this way. Um, and it's not usually on one extreme or the other. Right. So how do you how do you kind of walk that back as we've been so um, well maybe not so encouraging but more encouraging of you know like more liberal ideas and more you know extreme conservative ideas and whatever that's kind of been encouraged maybe mm-hmm. how do you how do you get back to a place where on either side you're saying like what do the American people want the people that elected us mm-hmm. you know yeah 
Um, and like, let's do that. The, the only way is to do it. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's really right. That's the only way is to just do it. Just that's do it. why I say uh, it, 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 part of it depends on how the Republican or the Democratic Party responds mm-hmm. after the election. Mm-hmm. How they play their cards will, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. they also can't control the other team. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, good. Let's get this election <gasps> over. Oh, my gosh. People also, are probably like, wow, I thought you guys were going to have some really good insights about the Republican Party. And you just really whined about it for about 45 minutes. And it was a little bit cathartic. But maybe you're in the same boat as me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe you think I'm absolutely bonkers because um, Trump is great. Maybe you think I'm bonkers because I won't completely jettison this party that clearly doesn't really represent me anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. when you're dealing with people who are wrestling with these things to remember, like not necessarily everybody. I'm I am. I'm not special, but I'm certainly an anomaly in terms of like there's a lot of history and baggage and identity tied up in this stuff. And so like it's hard for people to Mm -hmm. talk about this stuff and make shifts and changes or even to it's like somebody in your own family. Like you have to admit that they actually have a problem. Yeah. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. So be kind. Be kind and, to people. And also I think that if you're not in that same camp, like for me, it's super helpful to have these conversations with you about like because you you have to this this large block of people has to find a home somewhere. somewhere. And so like how how would we as Democrats welcome you in or how you know, what would you right. be looking for or how what would need to happen for a conservative party to be that party again or whatever like I, I think that these conversations are good yeah um on either end maybe it would just be a swing block voters we will we'll be in quote unquote like real independent sure maybe that'll get bigger i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah there's i'm not the only one so not even by a long shot no 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 and but we won't really know that's the other part why i keep sorry i keep going no but we won't really know until the election like but we've been talking about just... it and people have been talking about it it's on the internet it's all over the place but until the oh. election is done and the votes are counted we won't know how many of them are there are yeah maybe there's not that many but maybe there's a ton mm-hmm. it seems like there's a ton yeah like because that's what is being reported also but... we want there to be a ton so i really like, do want yeah. there to be a ton yeah all right okay let's wrap let's, it up let's Something be nice, nice then what do you have? Okay, so um, so depressing. I wanted to throw a bone to Wells Fargo because I saw a ha- whoa 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 I saw a happy thing in the paper this weekend about Wells Fargo. Are you saying a nice thing about a corporation. I know they have gotten so much crap lately. Like well, they've been in so much trouble. They're they're naughty. Yes, yes, all kinds of bad crap. So um, it's not a Minnesota company per se, uh, but they have a big hub in Minnesota because yeah. they bought it or they merged. You know with a bank but anyway they have this program called the neighborhood lift program it's designed to expand home ownership by providing coaching to first-time buyers and thousands of dollars in down payment assistance anyway that's cool they announced this past week that they were going to put another seven million dollars into the program um in here in minnesota oh just in minnesota yeah to reduce um racial disparities in i guess specifically in minneapolis and st paul um and so i just like it was really cool. The mayors of both of these cities actually came together for this announcement, which I guess was a big deal. These two um, don't tend to do that. Sure. Um, but I just thought 
That's great. Hey, Wells Fargo first. And the article in the Star Tribune was actually, you know, like they interviewed a person who was actually affected by this program previously and like um, wealth disparity and homeownership disparity um, along racial lines in Minnesota is, I mean, it's a pretty big problem. Yeah. And so this is like one little thing that could actually make a difference. And the program is not specifically like you know, going to like use race as a qualifier. Sure. Race. So not that kind of a thing, but um, just that it's going to help people like. And it's above and beyond any of their penalties or all the yeah. other stuff. Because really, I mean, let's be honest, they've been in the news for <laughs> screwing particularly <laughs> yes. minorities over. Yes. So uh, so it was just like, that's oh, good. way Yay. to go. Like you're doing something right. Um. Now I can't remember it. It just popped. It just this jogged my memory. I listened to. Uh, I mean, I'll have to look him up so I can put him in our notes. Um, a story about a, a rapper in Atlanta who is helping put together this bank um, specifically to serve underserved what? minorities and and, wow. and like in banking deserts and stuff like that. It was just really amazing, and it was cool because it's like people just seeing a need and. Yeah. filling the need yeah um but he tells some just amazing stories about growing up and learning about money and like mm-hmm. it's important yeah like it again yeah anyway so that's cool it's cool yeah right. mm-hmm. awesome got- mine is um it's all about booze so that's good okay <laughs> it's not really booze technically speaking of election season no this was for me this is exciting um because i do like beer and i like minnesota beer I like craft beer that's sure. fun um yeah. if anybody knows lake superior brewing company had closed have you ever heard of lake superior brewing company? yes okay they're in duluth uh-huh. um it is rumored to be the oldest craft brewery in Minnesota. I don't know exactly know how that's rumored, but that's yeah. how they phrase it. Okay. Uh, it had closed in January, so pre-pandemic, it actually closed sort of abruptly. Um, and it's been bought by some new owners and moving to a new location. So that's going to be reopening, which I thought was really, Very really cool. cool. And there's yeah. like so many things like this that are happening amid, um, amid, I can't amidst, say amidst yeah. um, this pandemic and this turmoil of like, people starting new ventures and mm-hmm. they're like this is i mean it's a weird time but it's a great time to yeah. to reach out so that was really cool but then that, i also wanted to throw a uh, shout out to our our local brewery we have actually two of them now mm-hmm. uh fergus brewing company we have the, three right do we have three union now? don't they oh yeah two? union so yeah. they're like the pizza they're like union brewing and pizza mm-hmm. um fergus brewing but then outstate brewing um, is right on the Ottertail River. They just opened last year, and they just like have their first nationally recognized beer, like in a contest. Oh. That out of they had to apply to get in. There was 150 beers from all over, and they were wow. in the top 20. And for their, I believe it was, I'm gonna find if I get the right one. Was it their? Yeah, the Edge Catch Edge Catcher IPA, which I've had multiple times. It's very good. And I just think that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. they're like making a name for themselves. That's awesome. And they're in our town and investing in our community, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. So you should go find it, and I think you can get it in a lot of in Minnesota. You can get it almost anywhere. Um, Outstate Brewing. Go to your local yeah beer hub. You know what the frick liquor store oh my god it's lit and i haven't even had any i'm gonna go have some right now yes go to your local liquor store get some outside brewing have a drink get ready for the it's i'm just looking at the calendar next so it next week it'll be the last time we record probably before the election mm-hmm. unless are we recording on election night probably not no no <laughs> anyway oh yeah <sighs> mm-hmm. that'll be nice 
It will be nice for that to be over. Oh my gosh. As he's banging his head into Bang the microphone. <laughs> it's gonna get better. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 